What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 153 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your favorite. Wait, Getty, wait, 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 snacks, wait, 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 you know, you, you paused him like that, and I really thought it was taking it as like, wait, 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 here's what you screwed up, we need yeah. to start over. That, <laughs> that's that's the, what I was assuming. Yeah, yeah, that was the energy I was getting out of that. No, I'm giving him right back the intro, I just wanted to say, hey, congrats guys, we've been doing this for three years. So what I'm you're very, saying very now is that. that if I redo the intro, we can just scrub all of this, and it'll not be on the track. Well, no, you should take up from the, your first line after. Well, I mean, you talked over me for three of the lines, so... Well, start from there. I got, you said, welcome to session 153. Consummate professionals. Hit me, Getty. I, I'm completely blanking out on what to do. You <laughs> Read your lines that you wrote, Getty. You just literally interrupted me. I was going full steam, a lot of energy, bringing it into the house. And then you just took a dump on my chest, Alex. Go figure. God. <laughs> I don't, we're going to edit a lot of this, nope. Joel. You got to edit a nope. lot of this, Joel. Don't edit it, Joel. Oh. No, he did this. <laughs> I'm your, I am your fabled bug snack, scoopty banoopty of the podcast, Eric Getty Gettinger. That's right. In case you forgot, bug snacks is a game. Yeah, and I think that most of us have played it. Probably, I hope so. Joining me this week is human strabby Alex Arona. I don't want to. I don't want to be something cool like I want to be. I want to be something cool like a spuddy. But like the loaded version. Sure. You know what? You already botched the opening. Everybody can pick their own bug snacks. And then next week you can all write your openings for yourselves. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Please also all welcome... Hey. Related. Hey. <laughs> hey. Please also welcome our own bunger, Joel DeWitt. See, Daddy knows me. I would totally be that. I would totally be down to be... I like bunders. How about that? <laughs> you made a good choice choosing a bunder for me, and I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> Someone definitely appreciates me for all the hard work and asinine jokes I write in this every week. Oh, all right. Let's uh, let's see. What what are we gonna make, Alec? Um, how about a praying picantes of the podcast, Alec Parks? You know that uh, that sounds really cool. I'm proud to be whatever that is, as long as my head stays attached. You should check it out. We found a man of the group that has not played Bud Snacks. Yeah, I don't have a PlayStation. You don't need a PlayStation. <laughs> it's on PC Epic Game on Store. The oh, <laughs> F that. <laughs> Hashtag fuck Epic. Bud Snacks. <laughs> Oh, we already dropped an F-bomb, so looks like we're going hardcore this week. We botched the opening three times, and yeah, all right, all right. All transactions are final. No one gets a new bug snacks until they release a DLC, in which case I'm revisiting this opening. This week, we're going to get into a street fight and early adopters, become chocobros with the news, and then talk about not Pokemon, or maybe it is Pokemon, in the backlog. But first, Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that reminisce 
of playing pretend with a sibling. That's right. I'm bringing you Lost in Play. Lost this was just a play. this was just a fun game. This was just a fun get. I finished this one. I finished this one. You went hard in the paint this week. I did. I did. I walk a flock at it. Good. Flocka! Definitely don't repeat any of the lyrics from his songs. We don't need any more trouble than we're already in here. Shout out to Waka Flocka Flame. I, I guess we can give him a shout out. Yeah! <laughs> Fan is Who is Waka Flocka Flame? Is that right? Nope, nope. Yes. Don't. He, Jewel, uh, that's homework. He, he that's homework. Don't Popular don't. rap song, uh, Hard in the Paint. Is that That's not even the name of the song, is <laughs> it? It's not even the name of the song. All right, no. Alex is using Google. We've got a couple of minutes here. All right, Lost in Play. Uh, did anybody else play it? Ha 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 ha. Yes. I see a, a bunger flag in the background. All right. It is called Hard in the Paint. Now he's going he's gonna to start <laughs> singing it. All right, Lost in Play. We're getting back on track for, again, the third time. It is a point-and-click adventure about two siblings... You get to play as each one, and I think the most exciting part about this is the art style and the way that it felt like I was interacting with a cartoon. There was... This is not the first of our betas that I have found... have found a way to accurately portray like you're playing a cartoon. Uh, There was one called Cookie Cutter that really kind of felt like a Ren and Stimpy kind of cartoon... And this one uh, was a second one that I felt like it, it just was like this mystical thing that it just it it I didn't feel like I was doing controls. I was doing inputs on my controller. But if you had told just sat me down and watched what was happening, I would have said, yeah, that's that makes sense. It just feels like it played itself. And that's a good thing um, just because I felt like the. It was charming and it was very, uh, had that childlike wonder. The the stories end up being, you know, their imagination of like a little girl would put on a mask, a cardboard mask, and then the brother would then see a giant ferocious beast and you have to figure out these puzzles that are not very hard at all, That which is what, I, I don't think that like difficulty needs to play in something like this. I think that the, the charm and the whimsy, are uh, really what you're here for. So going through these puzzles and then solving them relatively with ease and in what I felt like was clever use of items and environments, uh, I felt like overall it was just like a complete package. So this is a 2D adventure slash puzzle game, kind of point and clickish in the way that you need to sort of connect different items together in order to solve a puzzle. Uh, In the context of it being easy... One of the things that really helps is that they have a clue button. So you hold down one of the buttons and it will sort of give you either a guide of the next thing you need or it'll give you like a rough estimate of like where in the area the item is or there are different mini games too that happen throughout. So like one is a like a key rotation puzzle to open a door. Uh, one of the last ones was a form of checkers where you had to sort of trap them in a certain pattern. Uh, and, and then they'll give you a clue as to like what the solution is without giving it away completely. So it still gives you that little bit of nice, like I solved it even though I had a little bit of help. 
Now, uh, Joel, you had said you do not click with point-and-click adventures. <laughs> um, how did you feel about stepping into this one? I think uh, this would be a nice, easy way to slide into the genre. Uh, to your point, number one, it is that sort of like whimsical children's story, uh, an adventure in imagination, which is a nice chill uh time to be had and nice tone and setting and then that sort of option to have a bit of a crutch if you're getting paused or stuck somewhere it it, i did lean on that a couple times throughout It, it is a nice way to sort of prevent a lot of frustration if it isn't your sort of cup of tea you know Mm -hmm. yes you think that this could onboard you into the genre i wish listed it i mean (gasps) it's Ooh. Did you? I did. I did. I, uh, you know, I. It's really charming. You know, it, it's very charming in tone and setting, and it is. The animation is really great. Like it, it, a lot of great coloring of the actual backdrops. The characters all look like they have different personalities. They all emote in funny ways. Like they're very expressive, and then the boy and girl actually like talk in this sort of gibberish language mm-hmm. so that's very cute it is it's very very endearing so it's it is the right sort of uh carefree and fun setting that i would like right now and then it is so far pretty painless when it comes to puzzle solving yeah and I, you're there for the world you're there for like the mystery and to f- figure out like it's it's really a lot about the it, it, for me, it's all about the cleverness of the puzzles. I don't like um, when they put puzzles there together that don't like don't make sense. And in this one, I felt like a lot of them, you know, because if they don't make sense, then it then it is like, oh, I would have just had to like click combine everything, click interact with everything, and then uh, you know, so that that kind of always frustrates me in, in these games. And I feel like uh, I never really like there was I think maybe one that I kind of. Uh, rolled my eyes out a little bit where um, the answer was to do the same action repeatedly. Yep. <laughs> and that kind of felt like a little bit like, okay, you know, I feel like there could have been at least a little bit more uh, direct uh, communication to that. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, but, you know, again, the rest of it I felt like was uh, very quick and very easy and, and all made sense. So, yeah, there was definitely a logic to it, especially the first one of the first puzzles is you're trying to get your brother off the couch not playing his game boy anymore and so you need to based off of an instruction book make a like a bear uh helmet Mask. out of cardboard and yeah it's like it is such a low stakes puzzle to solve and task and that's kind of it's kind of nice that it's not this like grand dire adventure in real life it's just sort of isn't this, it though hmm isn't no. it when you go into the second area you go through a like a magical doorway you don't know what's going to happen to those kids and there's only more adventure to behold they're only limited by their imagination exactly yeah yeah i think i literally wrote a review recently that was like uh not all jrpgs need to end with you killing god don't <laughs> that's what I, I think they that's do. how i feel like about like this adventure game where i'm like not every video game needs to be like oh my god we're gonna save the world from an ancient evil it's like can't it just be like this but but what about if the bad guy kills god and then you have to kill the bad guy that means he's more powerful and kind of technically than a god 
Yeah. No, it doesn't. I'm still going to say no. Killing God doesn't make you God. That's ridiculous. I didn't say it doesn't make you God. I said it makes you a God. <laughs> no. You have to, you have still to eat ridiculous. God to become God. Mm-hmm. That's how that oh, works. Oh, okay. There we go. Thank you for explaining that, Joel. Kill anxious. God, take his heart, scream Kalima, and then eat it. Yes. That's how Jason, that's how Jason Voorhees works. It is. Yeah, one movie, they made it so that his heart would come alive and go into somebody, and then uh, once they was in them, it be, they became him. Oh, I was going Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, I know where you were going. I just went a whole other way with it, but it's the same idea. The only Jason memory I have is that there was one in outer space, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Jason yeah. Where he was in VR. Yes. There's one where he gets into a simulation at camp and it's these two women being like, oh, let's <laughs> don't have sex together or something like that. And then that Whoa. scene, you see them bashing the two women in uh uh, sleeping bags. sleeping bags. Yeah, and it's like the most comical thing to it. It's because he's in VR, yes. and that's like that's what he enjoys to do, I guess. Yes, <laughs> that's how Jason unwinds. Oh, VR is trippy, man. Yeah. Speaking oh. of trippy, this week we also played Mad Streets. This is definitely a, a Joel joint here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I felt about this one. This one's my fault. Deeply offended. <laughs> <laughs> I just I okay, Joel, explain the game. So Matt Streets is a deeply offended. And I'll tell you my problems uh, with it. Matt, Matt Streets is a sort of we'll call it an arena brawler. Like you are in this area wide area with your college like bros. With Don't forget they're your bros. college bros. Uh they are like on a street or like in a room or, or like a boxing ring or something, and you pick your fighter and it is just this area where you are fighting with punches and kicks in this it, it thing that tend to like uh, almost streets of rage except a tiny little bit more motion or I, I guess Dane Beasts is kind of a fat simile. It's yep. it's a little more involved than what Dane Beasts input is. Whoa. There's, I would argue the opposite. Really? <laughs> in Gang Beasts, you really have to be on point with all of your grabbing and punching and kicking. In this one, it it also felt a little sloppy, but you could luck into a super move and just like totally decimate somebody. Well, the super moves are on your bumper. They are, but still, I could... All right, did you guys, how many play modes did you guys try? I did the, the one that was like rounds... And then the middle one that I think was just uh, like last man, last man standing or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I used, of course, the best tactic that there is, and let the PC characters uh, beat each other senseless. Charge <laughs> yeah, up my yeah. super, and then just wail. Yep, you could totally do that. <laughs> yep, just hang back, hide, and then own the arena. But the characters. The characters, everybody had a nickname except for the one guy. What was it? What was it? What, uh, what was uh, they? What was that one guy's name? <sighs> I can't remember, but it. The Craig? No, it wasn't Craig. <laughs> the Craig. Release the Craig. I'll have to like jump over and and check. What? Okay, so my problem with the game is that I just I never felt like I ever got a grasp of the controls. There was four buttons, which were uh, left and right punches to the top half, like headshots, and then bottom half, body blows. 
uh, you know, like the ab area you can hit and it was left or right as well. But I felt like I never really like any, like I would, I didn't know, I, I didn't know what my uh, attacks were doing. Like I knew what they were doing, quote unquote, but I just felt like uh, I would get up, like someone would body blow me and my character would just get knocked unconscious. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe he got the wind knocked out of him, so I'll start trying to do that. And that would not do the same thing. And uh, and then also headshots. I was like, well, maybe that'll make him dizzy, and that really did not do the same thing as well. And even then, I also felt like these characters are like like not, like wild, kind of like very inflatable tube man-style swings. And I just felt it a little bit unruly. I think this is a good uh, this is a good party game for sure. Yep. Um, but I also but I also feel like it's weird to say that I feel like Gang Beast has a level of precision that this does not, and that's a that's kind of maybe that's maybe that's on me for playing way too much Gang Beast. I mean, I've but played, that's what like, I was saying too. I I think in terms yeah. of the kind of like grabbing and swinging around in Gang Beast, you have to do that. That made sense to me because you you have to have a certain level of like clawing the controller to make sure you're moving people around and getting your offensive moves or defenses moves. And guys, I, I played this like Sifu for kids. Like he <laughs> had the, oh, the okay. four attack buttons, but then there's also the left trigger. I think had like a dodge or a step back a guard guard. But if you held it down and then flipped a direction on the pad, he would actually like Bob in a certain direction up down left right and so like i would be counter punching and stuff like that playing it through oh so So you really like dug deep into the mechanics yeah i mean like i i guess in in support of your case like the the actual button inputs are not that complex you know the the complexity is that some of the characters actually do have different like attributes in that some will have just punches, some will have punches and kicks. Uh, the bigger characters could take more hits before being downed. Actually, like, mm-hmm. hit the ground. Like you mentioned, one of your characters, they got punched once and they flew back or something like that. Uh, so yeah. there is a little bit of variation in terms of how durable they are, too. Uh, but I do agree with you. This is this is party game material. Nobody should be coming here to be, like, super serious fighter. Uh, it's It's a chaos machine, and that's what it's good for to me. Okay, so and that's why I, did you guys that's why watch I said it was weird. I was like the videos, man, like the the little videos on Steam before you downloaded it. No, yeah, there is so much more that the game looks like it's gonna have to offer, like uh, the Street Fighter beat up the car sequence. Uh, you have dodgeball, like mm-hmm. there. So I don't think it needs to have as precise controls. You could play it however you want. Definitely a party game and. If it's out for extra life, I think it's probably worth uh, checking out. We'll we'll look into it. Hopefully, there'll be more game modes available. But those are the things that I would have been a lot more excited to see in the demo. Because yeah, to to piggyback on everybody else, I don't know that it's the most intense fighter that I've ever played. I think that still goes to Gang Beasts, um, <laughs> just in sheer stupidity. But <laughs> it's it's workable. Serviceable. I agree. I, I agree. I, I'd say that this is a still there's a, there's fun to be had here, and yes, it is very serviceable. I think it's a little bit above serviceable. I think that it's it is it is good. 
I think it is, they, they did a well put together job that uh, there is a package here that I'm liking. I just, for some reason, I came in thinking, I'm like, gang beasts. And then trying to be, and which is weird for me to say that, like, I can be, I'm a damn surgeon in gang beasts. And that's what I'm saying is weird here, I guess. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a surgeon in gang beasts, and that's messed up. Uh, again, that says something more about me than anything else. But uh, this one, I was, like, trying to get to that level. And I think that I just need more time and practice with Mad Streets to be able to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think all of us need a little bit more time with it. But it was on the next fest, so we have to wait for them to drop another demo, or we'll have to wait for it to come out. So if you missed it, you're going to have to live with our mediocre discussion here. Um, but check it out. I'd say subpar, not mediocre. We're above mediocre. Mm. No, subpar would be below. Yeah. Mediocre is like average, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are the podcast of mediocrity. Okay, there we go. I right. <laughs> just want to make sure we're not we're not completely burying ourselves. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Segway. <laughs> Sometimes mediocre is good enough. <laughs> just that's good. Just good enough, and that's that's what I strive for. All right, I think I'm going to need to see a doctor from the head injury I sustained in that backyard barbecue brawl. Let's I told you you shouldn't have gotten mixed up with all those juggalos. Take a break. Oh, he gave me the signal. Oh, God. Oh, God, what do we <laughs> hey, do? News. Alex thinks that Elden Ring is just okay. Also, he finished it. Also, it only took him four hours. You could probably do that. And also, I think Elden Ring is a good... It's it's a good mm. 7.5 game. Mm. You said it was that's like the, a, a low 6 when we talked earlier. That's the statement I'm sticking with. I'm enjoying it, and that's where it's at. Low 6. Man. He said that we're gonna open we're gonna world. Get a lot of hate for this. <laughs> open world, more like schmope and schmurled. <laughs> uh, own your opinion. Elden Ring is mediocre. I don't think it's mediocre. I think it's fine. It's a fine El- good Elden, game. Elden Ring is the super GG radio of video games. It's oh, not my man. game of the year. How about that? How about hey, that? you guys hear about these new Pokemans they got coming out later this year? Pokemans? Yeah, there's new Pokemons. What is everyone's pick? <laughs> the weed bird. <laughs> Wait, what was? Hold on. Do you know the names? No. I know one of the names. Is it the I'm weed Googling bird? That. No, there's no. <laughs> what weed bird? Sprigat. Sprigatito. Sprigatito. He totally I know looks like. Quaxley he's... is the water duck. <laughs> Yeah, and then Fue Coco. Fue Coco. That's your uh, fire gator. Dinosaur. I think he's a fire crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, He uh, his final form is uh, Quagmire from... Uh... Mm. I don't think so. I don't like where this is going. And then, yeah. and then what was the last one? It's a grass... Sprigata- grass cat? Sprigatito? Yeah, grass cat. Grass cat. I mean, it's more like... Um... You know, this joke isn't going to fly because I don't even know what Yeah, you don't know Pokemon. Catnip cat. 
Catnip cat. Catnip cat? I don't get it. That cat's high as hell. Fire starter. Doesn't matter what generation. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. You always go hard mode, huh? Oh, I... You yes. know, it's just... It, it really started from me liking Charmander in the cartoon as a kid. And just sort of stuck mm. with me. I didn't it's, find out until later it was hard mode, so to speak. But it's not always like that now. There's... But Joel, so you go hard in the paint, huh? Well, you know, in, in Pokemon... Shut up. Uh, <laughs> you got to keep bringing that back. In, in Pokemon, like, you call it hard mode, but it's just really front-loading the difficulty because the back half of the gyms become painfully easy after yeah. that. You know, so you're just yep. trading one section of it for another. I don't know. If you beat... If you beat the... If you go grass mode and it's easy mode, the back half isn't that much more difficult. It's still pretty easy. Those games are not... Why? Those gym battles. It depends aren't on which, that which starters you, the starter you pick, and then how you build your team. So yes. there's 150 of the damn things. Go pick which ones you want and make them good. Pretty much. Daddy right. saying get good. Yeah, get good. Back in my day, <laughs> Pokemon is not not a Souls game. Back in my day, uh, speaking Just of, don't accidentally kill Mute. Alex is yeah. Pokemon a Zelda like? K- kinda. You're like. 2d and you're exploring dungeons and you're going on these grass paths and that's literally half the video games that exist (laughs) speaking of hard mode Uh not actually hard mode uh resident evil 2 3 and 7 coming to playstation 5 this is news when did they announce this why is it important it's because it's like it's getting the uh, the graphical updates graphical updates okay and possibly like you know, getting the the dual sense updates if there is any. Surprisingly, Saints Row Four. Just to bring it back, Saints Row Four has uh, dual sense. Uh, bring it back stuff to where? It. Where? <laughs> that was only. Yeah, off we air. Had a yeah, going back to us off air conversation. <laughs> Saints Row Four does have dual sense functionality, which is kind of hey, weird. Alex. Save it for next week. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna. Thank you. Thank you. Epic Games acquires Bandcamp. There's a question mark at the end of this sentence. <laughs> it's more about how weird it is that like there's really no, there's not a whole lot of connection there. It's just strange that that was a, that was the pickup for them. It's like, oh, should we buy Konami? No, buy Bandcamp. Okay, I guess that's All I right. guess that's a thing you could do. Do I know anything the- from Bandcamp? Um, it's more about the fact that like, that's where like independent artists were going, mm. you know, people were like, if, you know, I'm going to put out a mixtape, you put it on Bandcamp, and now it's owned by a big corporate conglomerate. So it's kind of like, that was like a, you know, like one thing that someone was talking okay. about, it was like, oh my God, if they buy itch.io, it's pretty much itch.io. Better, better question. Do I know anything that you've sent me that you found on Bandcamp? I mean, I haven't sent you anything from Bandcamp because you pl- you barely listen to any of the stuff I give you anyway. You just send me Ooh. whatever. I listened to some BS by Young Gravy last night about... Yeah, you did. That video's tubs. cool. T-Pain's awesome, man. T-Pain's cool. Booties oh. and hot tubs. Man. It's a good song. It's a good song. Young Gravy. <laughs> Shout out to Young Gravy. <laughs> Shout out to Young Gravy. Yeah, there we go. Super GG Radio. We're we're okay at video games, but we're really good at shouting out uh, artists, musicians. I tried to make that a thing the last like twenty episodes. Shout out to blank, and I'm still going. I'm trying to keep that going. I think I missed an episode or two, but I'm still trying. Yep. Mm. Oh well. 
So let me make sure to tell us what episodes Alex missed. Okay. And that way we can go back in and edit it so that he's doing shout-outs. All right. Speaking of shouting out. Sifu sells one million copies. I don't know. That's, I mean, that's good. That's good. Yeah, but why? They're, they're make, I, that was the IDK here. <laughs> that's my commentary on trying to find anything newsworthy to plug into this week's Great. episode. <laughs> Uh, all right i guess uh, <laughs> I, I found i found I, all right don't put stuff in million, there if it's not newsworthy million copies i don't, I don't know here. why all right that. that's no longer news you got this top one here i i was gonna swing back to it because i didn't oh. bother to click on it to figure out what it was okay go for it all right so forza the new forza horizon 5 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Looks like they're adding sign language accessibility options for the hearing impaired. I thought that they already had this, but maybe that was thinking of four. Mm-hmm. But um, what's cool is that during cutscenes, there will be a lady that will come on screen in sign language for you. Sweet. Wow, that's pretty neat. Accessibility yeah. is the future. Right now, there's accessibility is very hot conversation. Well, everybody should be able to pick up a game and enjoy it. I think that mm, you're getting you're we're getting dicey. This is that SNL skit that just happened with people talking about masks and COVID. You mm-hmm. got it's a real dicey conversation. Why is that a dicey out. for me to say that everybody should be able to enjoy the games that they play? Right now, there's a conversation about uh, FromSoft and and Elden Ring and about how it's so difficult and they should put. Hold on, I'm not talking of... about difficulty. I'm talking about if you are hearing impaired, you should be able to pick up a game and have some way to see or be able to hear what is being communicated to you and it was never the case in the past and now people are actually being proactive about it i'm not saying that difficult games shouldn't be difficult (laughs) apples and oranges bro (laughs) that's true i just meant but there but that argument is going across as accessibility i no i don't agree with that I don't know if this is the right avenue for us to be having this discussion. Yeah, let's stay out of that sticky wicket. But people make the games that they are going to make? Do you know who makes uh, games and then instantly kills them? Uh, Apparently Capcom. Already killing Street Fighter VI with new tournament rules. Okay, so so, uh, this one I just brought up because it's kind of funny to to hear what they did. They have said, first off... uh, with this, a lot of this pertains to Evo. Evo is like they're starting to get ready to announce what's going to be the next lineup, which, uh, side note, also a piece of news, Nintendo has said we are not having Smash Brothers in Evo, period. And then Evo said, okay, you're not in Evo, end of conversation. But um, the secondary part has been that Capcom has been wanting to have a piece of this kind of action for a long time, including making their own Capcom Cup. So now uh, any tournaments that will have Street Fighter in it, uh, they have to follow a lot of strict protocols, including uh, how many sponsors you can have and how much your, your payout is. It can't be higher than the Capcom Cup. And it's not the Capcom Cup as a whole. It's uh, for the year. So if you are somebody that holds weekly tournaments... Um, you can only give out a certain amount for the year. So let's say uh, Capcom Cup pays a thousand dollars. 
you can't give out ten dollars or you can't give out fifty dollars a week or you have to sign and uh, you have to get a different agreement signed that has different rules and stipulations for what you can do man that's crazy the, yeah uh, they're all good no i you know some of this reminds me of uh i used to watch ufc fairly regularly me too they're, i'm sorry weird why I, I just never figured either of you as UFC people. I blame Stephen Hoffman. I'm not wearing a fucking tap out shirt. I don't want to tell you about <laughs> Affliction. that. Affliction. <laughs> we should have known Joel has all those ripped sleeves. It's clearly that's what oh, Joel's signaling. The signs were there. Yep. <laughs> the shaved head. The, 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 yep. Yeah. Okay. Guns Fair out. enough. I, did, uh, I should have paid more attention. Anyway, Joel, continue your thought. <laughs> Point is, there was a period of time where they, like, they would have advertising basically anywhere they had clothing on. And it looked like a NASCAR car, right? And then there was a point where they switched it to where they weren't allowed to have any sponsorship on what they were wearing. It was all like standardized clothing. And then there were terms and conditions that like where they could place their advertising and and what the payouts would be for these prizes and stuff. So it, it, this seems like a case of the fighting game community and and esports in general becoming more formalized. Whereas before it was very like underground type of stuff. You go to your local attorneys and then like eventually try to find one farther out and seeing if you can hang with them where now it kind of seems more like they are trying to create like the big leads and the minors and have some sort of formalized structure to it. Uh, it, There's going to be pain (laughs) as they switch to that, though, clearly. Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing is, though, that there's also, this also comes with, like, community guidelines where it's saying things like, um, you know, you shouldn't, at these tournaments, there can't be, if you're affiliated with Capcom and our name, you can't really have any actual violence. Like, they're trying to, like, make community guidelines, too. Um, But again, a lot of it just kind of misses the point. They say that there should not be any violence or cyber violence. (laughs) Isn't that what Street Fighter, like, is? <laughs> I think they mean, like, cyberbullying, yep. but they chose cyberviolence, so it was, like, a weird choice there. Um, Probably some other things are that any... Yeah, go ahead. Anytime you have, like, uh, you're having an event and a photographer, a professional photographer or filmographer were filming or photographing, Capcom gets access to all of that without having to pay. It all Ooh. is royalty-free to them. And the photographers are really upset by that because that's that's how they get work and um, they get paid to do that stuff for the tournaments. Um, if you have a certain number of sponsors, then you have to kick in money to Capcom. There's just, it's just a lot of stipulations like that that everyone, like the fan communities, and even people who like, I run a weekly tournament, and uh, guess what? Street Fighter Six not going to be on that tournament because this is crap, you know. So a lot of people are already kind of, uh, and, and and they did this previously something like this with um street fighter 5 where they had so much focus on uh on like um dl's paid dlc day one and missing story mode and also making the capcom cup and taking it out of evo as soon as that game came out so you know there was a lot of discussion about how street fighter 5 initially was a dead product and got built up and recovered over the course of years so this obviously could be turned around but we're we're seeing a similar trajectory to what we've seen previously with capcom and uh the street fighter name 
the problem is I don't see them going back. Like that, they're playing the lawn game of like if we keep on pushing towards this direction, eventually people will become used to it. The next generation of people that come up and start playing fighting games will grow up with that thinking that's the norm, and then they'll keep on trucking. So I, I don't know how much there is to push against the tide on something like that. Keep on trucking. Well, I think it's more the fact that there are so many games now that I feel like, like even with just with Evo, Evo saying, hey, that's fine. You don't have to be a part of this kind of to like smash. And now to uh, Evo itself, um, it really kind of shows to me that like, it's not like we're hurting for fighting games. You know, we have Guilty Gear, Dragon Ball Fighters, we have Blaze Blue, and those are all just Arc System games. And those games are all still re- relevant tourney games. So you can still even just throw in Tekkens and uh, there was a new Virtual Fighter and Dead or Alive and all of these games. King of Fighter. I reviewed King of Fighters uh, 15. So there are, and that game is a very competent uh, league tournament high level play uh, fighting game. So you, you don't need Street Fighter and I think that's the problem. Is that I think that people can easily replace something like this, and I, that's where my worry is because Street Fighter is where I grew up. Hmm. I don't know. I thought you grew up King of Fighters. Uh, King of Fighters was after Street Fighter. Street Fighter yeah. Two was the game. Street then, like, Fighter Two. Yeah, it's the shit. Feel? Did you vent? You feel a little bit better? <laughs> uh, no, I'm still worried, but that's the story. I, well, that's what it is. I. I you know, to me, it's like all those fighters you just mentioned are like the little stores in the mall, and then Street Fighter is like the the J.C. Penny or the other anchor store that sort of brings in the actual crowd. Assuming the model work actually worked anymore, <laughs> the mall yeah. work mall model. But uh, yeah, I don't know. None of us it know is what it is. You know what else I don't know? What's that? Why Nintendo has decided to add rewards and missions to its online subscription service. So you can make that platinum uh, coin. Yeah. I mean, I've bought two things <laughs> off of that store. It was weird. You told me, you're like, you know, they have a store platinum and you can just buy stuff. Coins. And I was like, oh. And I looked on it and I had coins and I bought stuff. How many platinums you got? I got a couple hundred right now. I uh, actually, you know, there's actually some cool rewards on Nintendo's website now. Uh, They have like a a Switch case that they're selling for like four or five hundred coins. I got a handful of uh, Mario 64 and Galaxy posters a ways back when they had them on there. Like if you, you're sort of poking around there here and there, you'll you find some neat stuff. It's just like it's an easy way to chip away at some of those. Also, they like dated some profile pictures for the switch by coin so you have to pay like 10 or 20 of these platinum coins to buy this bogus. stuff. <laughs> completely the bogus problem, i do i i have one like mini beef with it and that's the fact that um the 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 pro like nintendo the way the thing with nintendo was that when i grew up back in my day um there were no nintendo toys like they didn't exist so now that there's toys all over the place, it's kind of crazy to me. But I like I think that people are just so like kind of like I'll take anything Nintendo because there used to be like so little of it. 
I got I got a cool uh, Animal Crossing bandana, and I was hyped on that, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get this cool bandana, and I got it, and it's it feels like a cheap scratchy uh, piece of fabric. But the thing is, though, is that I'm still like, well, it's got the Animal Crossing leaf on it, and uh, it's Nintendo, so I'm going to assume that, like, it's kind of rare, and it is. They're not selling it anywhere else except for the store with coins, and it was a limited edition, and then they got rid of it, and it's no longer anywhere ever, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? But it is. Yep. You know what you do with that kind of the bandana? Put it on your dog. Mm-hmm. I do. I yeah. It is the dogs now. But you know what I find. You know. I, you know what this is. This, this is Joel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ruin this for you. This is I an think NFT. You're way past ruining it for us. <laughs> uh, this is an NFT, Joel. I don't. My bandana is an NFT. I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure that you know how NFTs work. <laughs> you know what you do know. I what, own this banana. You know what I'm confident you know uh, works, Alex. Freebies. Ooh, tell me about them freebies. We got three freebies this week. Two of them, I'm sure I know where they're located. The third, we'll just have to guess. I could tell you about (laughs) Centipede Recharged and Black Widow Recharged, both free over on the Epic Game Store. Go on and pick up your copy. These are like um, updated versions of the classic games like Centipede, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. If you want free games, that's where you got to go. Third one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think I figured it out. Aperture Science yep. Desk Job. That would be over on Steam. The Steam Deck. Only on the Steam it on. Deck? No. It is It is like the um, Astro's Playroom for the PS5. It is the game that is built to... Uh, show off the Steam Deck's functionality. Yeah, you so can you... get it on the PC too, though. Okay, can you? Yeah. Question. Oh, cool. Question. Uh, question. Does the Steam Deck play games off of the Epic Games Launcher? They're you working on that now. They have said they have said that that's the plan. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, people have are currently like people with Steam Deck in hand have not successfully gotten it yet. I don't think. So, I thought I saw something for it uh, earlier today about at least installing the Epic Game Launcher. But so yeah. by default, the Steam Deck is running Linux, and Epic has made a very vocal statement about fuck Linux. So fuck Epic. Okay. Wow, we we really are R-rated tonight, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. we are. Alex is uh, Alex, Alex the only F-bombs. one dropping f bombs left and right. I have strong feelings about Epic. Uh, we anyway. we were pretty foul at the beginning of this too. <laughs> Again, that was getting. Um, I okay. didn't swear at all. <laughs> you said something very vulgar. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> just just the... say a few things now, and then I'll cut it into that part of the episode. There you go. Um, not doing that. <laughs> that's so. That's it for the news. This is it. Hold on. So they have no. for the Steam Deck. They did get. Um, they did get um, the browser version of uh, Game Pass. Nice. So again, they're it's still in progress. Again, they uh, sometimes I'm told that they're getting like sometimes three updates a day. That's a lot of updates, so. man. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get one. All right, it's gonna be a while. Oh, no news. How was I supposed to know that From Software is your favorite uh, 
Company. I was only kidding. Alex actually thinks that Elden Ring is a, a comparable video game and that it's just fine. It's fine. <laughs> Let's take a break. We are back, back with the Backlog blog, where we play games that are definitely not Pokemon. I think. I'm still really confused by everything that occurred the last couple of weeks. Getty, what, what is not Pokemon? <laughs> not Pokemon is Nexomon. Nexomom? Nexomon. Okay. What does Nexomon mean? I have no like idea. Because I know what Pokemon means. Yeah, that means pocket, pocket monsters. monsters. But Nexomon... Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, there is okay. a, there's a naming convention there. Like, did, did you Digimon play Nexomon? I play, or Nexomon Extinction? I played Nexomon, not Nexomon Extinction. What's the difference? Uh, one of them was like $3 more. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's the original, and then there's like... Yeah, a hmm. sequel, it looks like. Yeah, I was looking for something to play until the next big uh, Switch game that I wanted to play comes out. And this mm. was, uh, it was the right price. It was under $10. It looked like Pokemon. Uh, it was not Pokemon. Spoilers, guys. Hmm. Digitallydownloaded.net said, I really like this game. It is, it is a good game. <laughs> it is very weird. And, uh, you know, there's like, uh, there's... 300 plus of these Nexomon that you can catch, and there's a pretty big world that you can explore, but there's a couple of things that I, I just want to bring up about it. I, mm -hmm. It's not Pokemon, by any means. The similarities are basically in the fact that it's you have a party of these creatures and use them to battle. All right, okay. Some of the things it does better than Pokemon is that each of the, the, the monsters that you have, you can uh, select the skills that are equipped to it at any time outside of battle. So if you want to switch your skill set, you can do it anytime. You don't have to go to a special location, go to a trainer, uh, use TMs, what have you, to learn the skills. Okay. And you're not just limited to four at a time? You are limited to four, but being able to switch them is is better overall. Uh because there's some abilities that are weaker, and you might want to keep it, the weaker abilities, because your Nexomon each have, like, a stamina bar. So HP, stamina bar, as you defeat and fight, you use stamina, and uh, using the weaker abilities when you're a higher level just lets you mow through all the random encounters that you come across. And random encounters aren't that bad because most of it is in tall grass and the grass is moving around so you can see, you can actively avoid. But that's nice. it makes it a little bit more difficult if you're trying to power level. Uh, so the, the very peculiar parts of it, it definitely wasn't designed to be played on the Switch. I, I can almost feel like it was meant to be played on a mobile phone. 
because hmm. the size of the maps are very small and you're constantly changing areas. So as you go from zone to zone, the, the areas are very small. Uh, so it's convenient. Uh, playing on the Switch wasn't as bad, though. I didn't feel overwhelmed at any time. I could just put it down whenever I wanted. It obvious convenience of playing it on the Switch. But I can't imagine trying to play it on the PC uh, just because it, it's harder to focus on that kind of thing for long periods of time. The story, this is this is where it gets really crazy. Okay. This is my avenue to talk about the story. Yep. It is written in such a way that it pokes fun at the fact that you're playing a game, so it completely shatters the fourth wall pretty early on. Mm. But then, as you continue, it gets more and more deep and uh, existential, and I, I can't tell what the target audience is. <laughs> <laughs> because the like your companion, he'll look at this, like he'll turn around and he'll be like, man, if this were a video game, then this would be a crazy premise for it. Or like, Good thing we're not in a video game, like, constantly. And then you get towards the end, and uh, uh, there's, like, this this spirit that you come across, and he's like, oh, by the way, all Nexomon are inherently evil. <laughs> oh I was like, God. what? <laughs> and then you come across... Hell yeah. Well, and then you come across this other scientist, uh, mild spoilers, I guess spoilers, whatever. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, like... This world exists only because I let it. A couple hundred years ago, I created a simulation where all the humans were living in, away from the Nexomon, but then they came, and I killed the simulation, and now Nexomon run the world. And I was like, what is going... This is so crazy! Ah! So I don't know how... Did it hurt your I head? don't know how to feel about the story. Like, battling, quick, easy... Uh, scratches some good first, second gen Pokemon gameplay uh, aesthetics, but man, that story was—I'm still having a like flashbacks <laughs> to it. Like it was dropping stuff on me left and right, and I truly don't know how to feel. Like gameplay, I give it solid seven. Story, I don't know. I don't know. You give it a donut. <laughs> That's I just don't, I don't know, like, yeah, like you go in thinking of a conventional, like, rating scale, and you just give them, like, one to ten, how did you do, here's an apple. Yep. All right. Apple out of hat. So I don't know what, I don't know what Extinction, which is the, the sequel to this is, I'm mm -hmm. kind of intrigued, but scared to go in and try it. I also came to find out that there's a whole bunch of post-game content. I haven't dipped my toes into it yet, but... Man. This game is wild. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I think you have to play the follow-up now. We need to know what, yeah, I feel like we need like, to know what the extinction event is. Especially if this is just a simulation. <laughs> well, you're not... But you're not in the simulation anymore because the scientists kicked everybody out of it so that so that the you could defeat... Uh, the prime Nexomon Lord that came to destroy the world. But why would you need to defeat them? Uh, the, the whole story goes like that. This guy is bad. He's come to destroy the world, but then the, the story 
like the path that leads you there is kind of fun. You meet people, they're your enemies, they become your friends, and then eventually like everybody comes together to help you defeat this big bad guy at the end. But some of the story beats are just so bonkers that, man, you wouldn't believe me if I tried to explain it. And we cover some wacky stuff on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would you recommend Nexomon? If you... I wouldn't call it Pokemon Light, but okay. it is an easy entry into that series or gameplay like that. Uh, and with the price, it's definitely worth checking out. It's low... Low barrier, yeah, entry. low barrier. It was seven fifty when I got it. I probably would have easily paid twelve, but I think what kept me from getting the extinction is because it was not the first game in the series. So I had to get mm. in right at the ground level, check out what it was about. My mind is still reeling. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah so speaking of complete uh trippiness well, are we gonna hey, well speaking speaking about like weird plot devices, yeah i was gonna say like i know that this next game also has some pretty weird plot devices tell us about after party alex i played after party uh it had it was announced during an indie direct um we all ha- were very interested in it and uh i needed as you know, like an uh, aperitif, you know, just something like a, a palate cleanser between the games I was in uh, when I beat Persona Five Royal. So um, because of that, I chose After Party, which had been in my backlog for a while. It uh, has uh, Ashley Birch and uh, a bunch of actually like famous, uh, famous video game voice actors uh, and and some like ju- like some actual journalists. I think Alana Pierce is in it from I- from previously from IGN. Um, just just different uh, you know p- who's who of like video game voices, and your characters are uh, these two friends who are uh, know each other for since like I think uh, high school and then college, and they are just kind of insufferable they just don't like anything and they and why are you talking bad about weird ah, and weirdly it that includes each other which is like a strange like piece of it like they're like they're fine but like as the story progresses that like i just start like kind of wondering like what do you guys even like each other you guys don't even seem like your friends um but so you die and you end up in hell but as it turns out the twist hell is like nine to five and at five o'clock, everyone clocks out and then just like goes to a bar. All right. And like goes and grabs. I like that. And like grabs. Yeah. So, you know, they, they keep saying work life balance, <laughs> work life balance and hell to hell too. Um, and your characters kind of get there at like five thirty. <laughs> so they're like, oh, OK. Like they, they literally like go to get their paperwork and he's like, yeah, no, nah, man, you got to have work life balance. I'm not giving you shit. So uh, come back tomorrow morning. It's like, OK. So um, they kind of explore a little bit and they find out that hell uh, that Satan has been throwing the same party every night for the last like 500 years. And as you continue on the story, you kind of find out that people are starting to say like, hey, you know, a lot of other stuff ain't getting done since like Satan's like partying a lot. 
Like he like shit's like not happening. Like like paperwork's not getting filed and stuff's not happening. It's kind of falling apart. Um, the mecha- like you know the game is like you're, you find out that you can outdrink Satan in a drinking challenge, and if you do, um, you can get you can go back to being alive. <laughs> and is this like that- beating death in a board game from Bill and Ted? Sounds like yes, a- yes, very much so. And that's like a fun idea, but um, it ends up being more of like um. Oh, you you walk around and you solve people's problems to get to the next thing. Like someone says, like, "Oh, to get into to Satan's mansion, you need an invitation." So you have to like look on the 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 Facebook of just hell. say Craigslist. Like they, have a, they have like their own version of Facebook in hell, and you go and read, and you find somebody who has an extra invitation. You have to find the bar that they're of course at, they do. You have to like help them out, and all you do is like through conversation choices and kind of pointing people in the right direction of information you found and the real drinking comes into play that you can go to a bartender and he will give you options of drinks and they put you in different like one will put me in a sexy mood or one will put me in an angry mood and uh that will just uh add in extra dialogue options so in your conversation you can just throw in like a oh for some reason my character now is like talks like a pirate and he, my conversation dialogue options all just have pirate motifs, um, which is kind of it's kind of funny, but um, also not funny. It doesn't, it just doesn't do a lot. You have options. Your dialogue choices do matter a little bit, but for the most part, you're it's pretty much a linear short game, and uh, all of that is like to say that this game kind of runs like crap. What are you playing it, on? I was playing it on Switch. Okay. Mm. but like the thing is, is that it's not graphically intensive. It's not like super detail oriented. It looks like a PS three man. I don't know what to tell you, but there's some games for whatever reason on the switch make mine. I don't want to say chug, but you can hear the little fan go on when I'm (laughs) playing it handheld. Oh no, this thing stutters and shifts and, uh, will freeze and then come back and a uh, whole dialogue will be missing. Like audio cues will be missing huh. and cut into timing. Music will play over audio and you'll hear audio just like cut like mid sentence. Um, that sounds more uh, like a broken game. Okay. It, again, it's totally playable. That's the thing. It is fully functional and playable. I beat it and I didn't have a problem. It's just that it really took me out a lot because it is very focused on the interactions and all voice acted. So it just, it very much like the focus is on voice acting and, and the audio quality and these characters, but it's like, like your character is like stopping and starting and audio cuts drastically. Music is played too loud above the someone talking. It just, different pieces like that where I'm just like shocked and it, it kind of took me out of it. But then, uh, again, we, with Nexoman and after party spoilers, uh, as it turns out, uh, when you go to challenge Satan, uh, all of his friends are just there for an intervention <laughs> and they just kind of go into a conversation. Like, like Satan's like, all right, let's go for the challenge. And then everyone just goes, is that appropriate right now? Satan, we're trying to talk to you about your, your problems. And, He's like, nope, I'm cool. You guys suck, and it's it's like very weirdly serious, and 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 made me uncomfortable with that. Like, I would, I'm not saying it's uncomfortable that it's like a, it's a 
it's got a serious topic and tone that was kind of interesting, but it was more the fact of that, like the whole premise ended up turning around and then Satan at the end was still just like, Nope, done. I'm going to go drink. Goodbye. Ouch. And there really isn't, I, there are two endings. Or, well, I mean, there's more than two endings, but they generally are two main endings that kind of just, you can get variations on those main endings. And Either of them, none of nothing really gets resolved, and it just kind of feels like a weird option to like put Satan as having a drinking problem and then just not really like have an ending that comes to a conversation about it. It just kind of like, nope, f you guys, you guys are boring. I'm gonna go drink, and then like later on, they're like, oh, I hear he's uh, he's back off the wagon. It's like, oh, okay. So it's it was just a weird choice. Um, I felt like while it was cool to hear all those famous voice actors, I felt like the lines were, were kind of delivered in a, like Ashley Birch, I know is a quality voice actor, but, uh, I did not feel the quality here. Um, and that's kind of what I mean is that like, they might've been like also poorly directed. The lines didn't feel great or something to that effect. But, uh, overall, um, I I really wanted to like this game, but in the end, I just kind of was like, well, this is a little, this is a, a disappointment for me because uh, I don't feel like it was successful in most things. Sad. Yeah. But that that's after party. All right, you know what happens after the after party, right? The hotel lobby. No, you're gonna get us in trouble again. <laughs> okay. What's the hotel lobby? He's singing don't a song. <clears throat> he's singing a song get us out of here um, I am I, I was already on my way to getting us out of here <laughs> Alex is the kind of person that tells you to pull over so that we can pull over no I'm pretty sure Alex is the kind of person who tells you to pull over so you can slap the girl in the back seat Alec again <laughs> you're gonna get us in trouble again <laughs> oh we already we're already in a lot of trouble. Uh, quick reminder, I guess next week we're going to hand in video game homework. I thought we had longer, but um, hopefully everybody has hit the quota, the mark where they needed to be. It was not super intense. I was only asking you to play through the first five missions of Saints Row 4. Okay, nobody, no questions? I think I think you should have gone to 7. Seven's where the text adventure comes in. I There is a lot and I only wanted you to get a taste for it so that you'd be hooked on that sweet, sweet Saint Row action. There's, yeah, I think that, yeah, this is this was a, what do they call it, a honeypot? Where now I'm like stuck. I'm like, Alex, now. now you're gonna get us in trouble. Yeah. There's so many icons on that map. It's, it's <laughs> absurd. <laughs> it fills me with and hope and anxiety. Fun too. <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. It's very good. I am addicted to this now. Good. Are we starting next week's recording now? No, we're not. Because I'm moving us over to one last thing. And this week's one last thing is brought to you by trying to convince your friends to buy X-rated games in your chat. I don't think I had to do very much convincing, but... Suffice to say, I just said the words Doja Cat and Alex was on board. Yep. <laughs> Weird, weirdly enough. Alright. My one last thing for this week, I have a copy of Breath of the Wild. I played maybe an hour and uh, my initial opinion uh, made Joel laugh 
it was that I feel like this is just straight up original Zelda. I have no no bearing, no idea what to do, and the game doesn't seem to care. <laughs> That's about right. I'm like 15 hours in getting it. That yeah, that I know it doesn't care what I have to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. I just need to get there. All right, Alex. Uh, I got a bonus at work, so I decided to buy a toy. I bought a green screen for my one stream of two hours a week. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's fun. It's a fun, neat little toy. I feel like it'll be better when I have more space because I live in a small apartment. But uh, that green screens are much more finicky than I imagined. Oh, yeah, you got to have the lighting just right. Otherwise, it starts having shades and the chroma key doesn't match up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and also, Is like, science? for some reason, a little bit. it just, like, shifts. I'll be sitting there, and I'll look, and I'll just see the chroma key, the chroma key slowly shift. And it's like, you can see my back my background now. I don't know how. I'm literally sitting still, and all of a sudden, it's shifting on me. It's weird. I just need to get, like, a giant, like, spotlight. Mm. But, again, I live in a tiny apartment, so... Yeah, if you give that to me, I'll use it. If you don't want to give it to me, then I will just have to wait till I have a bigger gonna place. Gonna have to, to buy it. one. Oh my gosh. We're we're just at a point here where Alex is gonna turn his daughter's room into a professional studio and be done with it. He can. That's what that was the podcast room uh, before she came. So I definitely got booted to the bedroom now. Hmm. Anyway, that's it. Oh my God, <laughs> just, Joel, quick just one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to do my Breath of the Wild check-in. I'm at the first Divine Beast. I have the dungeon open. I, I ran away and chose to do something else. I don't know what you just said to me, but okay. That's how it's meant to be. Good. Yep. I think I'll figure that out in like a month. Yep. Uh-oh. All right, Alec? Well, uh, much like Freddie Mercury, all I want to do is ride my bicycle this weekend. But instead, I'm going to be playing Saints Row 4 because <laughs> I have not played that at all yet. It's not going to take that long. You're going to be fine. Also, I feel like you might want to play more of it. I do. I just, hey, guess what? I'm having problems getting it working on Linux. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Get it on your Switch. I told you. Yeah, I already paid for it now, though. So I'm just going to boot into Windows, I guess. No, Windows. Yeah. Oh, Linux is exactly. having problems. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I guess that'll do it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where streaming plans one and two... <laughs> <laughs> where I will be streaming Mondays. I'm 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 debating on what I want to do. I might continue my Elden Ring trek. Um, Alec is taking a break from streaming, so we have Joel on Tuesdays, podcast Thursdays, and uh, Joel, are you guys still doing Saturdays too? Or yep, no? Kirby's up. I actually, yeah, Kirby's up at yarn on Saturdays. My Tuesdays have been blocked up. Guys, don't renovate anything in your house. It just eats up all your time. It's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Okay. Noted. Oh, that, that oh, was yeah. it? Okay. Yep. All right, we don't have anything else to plug? <laughs> uh, we got reviews on uh, the website. This week we had uh, uh, 
was it? I played Shadow Warriors 3. Shadow Warrior 3. Next week will be our review of Aztec um, Forgotten Gods. Um, possibly a beta breakdown, depending. And I believe we have another review going up. Nice. And the website's uh, in the process of also getting ready. What? <gasps> Joel's house and our website? No. I got a guy way. working on it. We got a guy. Alex always has a guy. All right. I do. Well, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. And provide a review on iTunes or the shout out to Anderson Silva of your choice. I got that reference. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else got that reference. I thought it was Dana White. Wasn't he the big UFC He guy? is, but this guy's a fighter. And, and, and All right. Whatever. Um, Thanks for listening. <laughs> GG, Joel. Good game. Good game, Alex. GG, Getty. <laughs> GG, Alec. Good game, Getty. That's it. We did it. We made a podcast. <laughs> we did a thing. Not a great one. <laughs> <laughs>